Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and thank you so much for tuning into one of our talks today. Today, we are joined by the wonderful Ryan Michelle Bathe to talk all about the end game. And I'm so fascinated by how you were able to shape your character for the season because you really didn't have a whole bunch of scripts in advance. Mm-hmm. You didn't have a lot of details. And even when you watch those first few episodes, there are details here and there about your character's backstory but really not a huge amount of information. You know, we're not seeing what her day-to-day home life is. It's all very much in the professional field, which is a different Mm -hmm. space for her. And so I was really fascinated in what that character development process looked like for you when you can't rely on and lean into the tools and information that you usually would for a character in the same way. That is a wonderful question. And I ultimately had to just give myself permission to not approach this in the way that I, you know, when I got this job, it was very much like, okay, now I'm going to do the work, right? Because I went to grad school and we all, you know, any actor, you know, get out your books and your study and, 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 and that was not the process, you know, and part of, I think, being an actor, being anybody um, in any profession is the ability to be flexible. And so I just had to, and sometimes to be flexible, you have to give yourself the permission to be flexible. You know, I think a lot of times people are like, oh, I can't do that. It has to be this way. And if I don't, it means I didn't do any work. And because we like to do our home, you know, those of us, I'm a homework girl. I don't know. I think most girls are homework girls. You know, we got into this point in our lives and we come with all of our homework ready, right? We show our work. We've learned to show your work. And um, I just I had to let that give my give myself permission to let that go and realize that while a lot of times we think of improv as funny, and that's just because that's how it's kind of been done. But like it can also be very very serious. And I was like, oh, this is just serious improv. It doesn't matter what happened to her last week. It doesn't matter really. I mean, yes, her relationship with Owen, but that is I think I see Owen maybe a total of seven minutes in this seven hour journey, you know? So I had to say to myself, what's really important is what I'm connecting moment to moment to moment to moment. And there are those times in our lives that we're in absolute crisis and what happened the week. And, you know, we were just talking about how time is like a warp. Sometimes when you're in those crises, you, you, you look at the time pre-crisis, like, did I, did I ever go to the grocery store? Like, was I ever that part? Like, you know what I mean? And it feels like, and it was literally 12 days ago, you were at the grocery store, but you've had this like five, six, seven day crisis and you're coming out of it and you're like, oh my God, like, that's just how life is. And, and again, it doesn't matter. You don't think about what happened in, in kindergarten or 12th grade, or, you know, when you first went to college, because what's important is how do I deal with what's happening right now? So I just gave myself permission to do that. And I was like, every, every scene I'm thinking through what just happened and where I'm going to go immediately. And that's all Val has space to think about. And it's not one of those shows where it's not, you know, we do not do long camera. Like that's not happening in our show. That was my, if in case you didn't know, that was my sort of like, you know, very thoughtful, you know, like, like episodes of The Wire where they sit in the car and they have 30 seconds of silence, which is beautiful. 
don't think we have 30 seconds of, we have 30 seconds of explosions in our <laughs> show, not silence, you know? So maybe next season, but, but, you know, yeah, like I said, you just have to give yourself permission to be where you are now and not everything requires the same sort of um, approaching it in the same way. It's also such an interesting exercise in the fact that when you step back from the show as well and look at how much is happening episode to episode, you also realize that this is playing out in almost real time. You know, each episode is kind of a single day, it it feels like. And that's so fascinating as well in terms of the arc that you're playing within a character and needing to have these kind of evolutions and changes and to be able to play to these different dynamics and yet not to make shifts and changes that are too big to speak to the amount of time. And so what are the challenges that come with the way that time is actually very real for your character or are there certain benefits to that as well? Yeah, you know, I mean, thankfully I'm a big fan of 24, right? So, and and Val Turner is no Jack Bauer. I Trust me, I'm not even going to go there because, you know, unfortunately I've seen, word to the wise to do not read Twitter any kind, anything that is on the interwebs about yourself, do not read it because people are so cruel. Um, so as I'm saying this, it's like, I just remember that comment. She's not Jack Bauer. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Okay. So now that we've got that out of the way, I think I just, you know, I think the advantage is because it's happening in real time. I think the advantage is like, again, you don't have time to stop and think because the adrenaline is just pushing you through. And you know that like this woman probably went home, she showered, she stumbled through stuff, like home was just a blur, right? She probably slept for four hours and then she's up and she's at it again, you know, because this thing that is happening has become all consuming. So I think have it happening in real time is, I don't really see too many drawbacks to it. It's all a benefit because I think if you had time to think about it, I probably would have driven the writers crazy. Like, okay, so what happened in this week that we didn't see her? Like something had to have happened. Like there, I don't have to ask those questions of like, well, what is Val? Like the fact that we don't, that Val doesn't have friends. She doesn't have a family. She doesn't have a home life. She, <laughs> the fact that it's easier to wrap your brain around that when it's happening in real time. But I think if we were taking like, and then two weeks later, she goes to visit Elena, I'd be like, now wait a minute. In those two weeks, I would have got a mani-pedi. <laughs> like, I don't care what's going on. Like, well, you know, if, if I took two weeks off, obviously I had time to like, you know, get myself together. <laughs> and, and going back as well to, you know, you were bringing up your your training and, and also kind of touching upon your theater experience. The fact that you're playing so many scenes with, with Morena, where it's just the two of you in a singular space and yet you find so many different dynamics between these two characters, so many different uses of the space physically as well, and really use that space to tell a story. Have you found that that's something where working in theater and even going back to your training, there's a lot of tools that you've really been able to pull upon for those particular scenes because you're also at those points tasked with building suspense and, and tension, even though it's a dialogue between the two of them. You just injured your own question. You are a genius. <laughs> that is a very genius question. And it was phrased so beautifully. I just want to give you props for that. I'm like, wow, yes, yes, 1000%. Like walking into that room was literally, literally, and I, I am prone to hyperbole, but in this 
case, it's not like literally like walking back. And so, so at NYU, we had this one room where everyone did their scene work, right? And so every class, it was three classes at once, three, you know, three grade levels, not grades, but you know what I mean? So first year, second year, third year, doesn't matter. All of, all of your scene work classes happen in this one room. And there's a door over here, a door over here, and then windows here, and then we sit here. Right. So you can see the people walking past and then you sit and you just watch. And every memory you ever have about scene class happens in that room for three years. And walking into that room with Morena was 1000% the exact same experience. I was like, oh, this is drama school. And she went to Juilliard. So she's, you know, she's coming with this, you know, incredible you know it's Juilliard darling it's Juilliard you know every time I even say it I'm like it's Juilliard darling you know and I come from NYU which is a little bit more gritty you know a little bit more poor <laughs> we're the poor downtown kids you know and they're the uptown rich kids but either which way there was this this very distinct conversation that we were able to have about the space how to use the space I've never had convert well not never but I think you have to have a certain theatrical background to be able to even have a conversation about how are we using the space in addition to the cameras, you know, so there was this, there was this choreography and we, we would always ask ourselves what's new about the scene, what's new about the conversation that they're having other than just, you know, what's happening in the moment, but it was, it was, it was, and again, like you said, the space, the table, the chairs, everything, we tried to imbue it and make it come alive so that, a, it didn't get boring and B, it became our space, you know, and it became a little almost sacred in a way. I think you'll see in the last episode. I mean, I don't know if we're going to cut it, but um, there's something happens in the last episode where I kind of was like Val and Ryan were, were very meld in that moment. And it was like, this is a bit of a sanctuary in a weird way. So, yeah. <laughs> And it's so great as well, you know, with what you're speaking about with your, your previous experience in training, Morena's previous experience in training, and going back to the way that you were describing before having to work from a very instinctive place in terms of improv, but within the drama space, is that really influencing the way that the two of you are working on scenes where it's less about kind of talking through a scene and more about just finding that feeling and finding that essence in the moment together? Yes and no, because see, Morena's character and Morena knows way more about what's happening than I do. So she can't really, I mean, obviously she's a, she's a brilliant actress, so she's always in the moment. But her approach is very different because she's coming from a place of like, I know what's happening. So she has to constantly, Elena has to constantly uh, dance with how much to say, how much not to say, what is she giving away? What is she not giving away? What, you know, she's like a, she's like doling it out. You know, she's got all of this stuff behind her and she's just doling it out, right? I've got nothing, right? I come into the, you know, I do, I, I don't, I have like anything. I, I don't give her any new information ever. Like she, everything plays out exactly the way that it's supposed to, exactly the way she wants it. Like, and she's getting information, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, so I have to play it from a place of complete and total blindness because Val is blind. She's flying blind. So I'm much more in my, um, much, much more forward in things where she's much more like, like I said, doling it out. 
And then we had to make space for each other's process and for each character to have those, to have that push pull. So I think that as actresses, what we did was try to make space for the push pull of the characters and one character having all the food and the other character having empty plate. <laughs> that makes any sense <laughs> it does it totally works as an analogy and you know with that idea as well of, of Val kind of flying very blindly it, it feels like in watching the show that you're the conduit to the audience you know mm -hmm. we know things when when Val knows things we learn them in real time alongside her mm -hmm. and you, you know kind of going back to to what you were saying at the beginning about like homework and show your work like Val has you have to kind of show Val's work on screen for the audience because you're kind of explaining to us all of the details, all of the context of the information, really highlighting what we need to know in real time as she comes to conclusions, as she finds answers. Um, are you conscious of the fact that that's kind of a real connection and inroad for the audience? Or are you focusing on that primarily and solely through character? I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. Another really great question. I think it's a little bit of both because you know, I have to do two things at once, right? Like I have to just be Val and Val's thinking, but then I also have to be Ryan who has to constantly look at the big picture of it all and be aware of the fact that like I have a, Val has a role to play for the audience that's just as important as Val's role in the universe of the end game, right? So I have to constantly, I have to, I am the audience's eyes and ears, right? So I can't miss anything. Val can't miss anything. And Ryan has to be aware of all the things so she can inform Val at the same time. You know what I mean? So, and I can't get too far ahead of the audience either, you know? So I have to be mindful of, of that as well. So yeah, I'm very mindful of the fact that I have to, my thought process has to be very, very visible at all times, you know? And, and to, and for me as well, or else I get lost. I get very lost. I'm like, wait, what did I, who, who are you? What? Are we in Staten Island? <laughs> you know, like, I can't remember what city we're in. <laughs> and when it comes to the, the movement of the character as well, I know you did a little bit of, of weaponry training at the beginning, but playing an FBI informant, there's so much in terms of, of how Val even walks into a space, how she assesses the space. The fact that when she's holding a firearm, that's an extension of her. But I loved something that you said in that within that training, you, you really wanted to focus on how an FBI agent would move, but also for Val, what are the ways in which she's going to do things differently? Because mm -hmm. that's very much her dynamic as a character. And so what were those details that you found of, okay, this is how she's going to move in line with everybody else, but these are the places where she's going to do things her own way that's also a really good question well unfortunately I don't actually drive my car but I definitely think driving is something that Val Val has her own rules of the road the game the whole thing so that's definitely one of them I think I tried to I think Val and 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 this was actually so let me back up I think she relates to people differently than anyone else would. And I think that when she comes across whoever it is, I feel like she knows, like she, she assesses, okay, where is this person's, for lack of a better word, heart center. And if I can find that, I can get them to cooperate. I can make them understand that they're safe or I can make them understand that they're not safe. 
or I can make them understand that, you know, so I feel like that's how she does things differently. And they even talk about how she's, you know, a really good interrogator. And I think it's because she can like, all right, I can meet you where you are. And I think that that's something that other agents may not have the ability to do, especially in our world, because very, very, it's the one time Val is not just an FBI agent is when she's relating to the, to the people who are involved in the case. You know, so when she's talking to um, Ab Abdel, um, I think that's a good example because she's like, he's a smart guy. And she says, you're smart. Like, how, like she finds that thing that makes him go, that just opens him up. You know, even the, the one little scene where she's talking to the one lady and she's like, did, it ever, did Elena teach you that, how to be annoying? You know, and even in that, the the the, the character, the, the other character, I can't remember her name, she's a wonderful actress, um, responds and it, it kind of it gets her to open up because she's like, when I say you're going to find out, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, so I think that Val, that's where I think she moves differently in the world where she does not, in the FBI world, she doesn't approach the people that she's talking to as an FBI agent. Now, everything else she does, she's just an FBI agent, but somehow she manages to have this humanity about her when she's dealing with these other people whether they're you know cons you know criminals or 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 not or we don't know what they are because we never know in the end game <laughs> you don't know what the end game is yet because you don't have no, to <laughs> no I'm on, I, I, i've read all the i've read all 10 and if i i i, I don't i actually know that's not true i know part of the end game i know part of it so don't don't get me to talk because i'll probably say it out loud now something to do with the gold <laughs> I mean, those, those conversations as well that she's having with people where she's interrogating them or questioning them or, or even talking to Elena with the dance that they're playing, you know, in all of those instances, she really can't ever show her hand and, and her own emotional responses. And there's small flickers of it that come through. Like whenever Elena mentions her husband and mentions Owen, you know, you can tell that it strikes something within her, but even then she has to suppress everything down. And so what's that like in terms of playing a character where usually you're leaning into the emotion, but actually playing a character that's leaning away from it instead? It was really hard. <laughs> the hardest it's the hardest thing it's the hardest thing I mean there's something very cathartic about just ah, ah, you know I mean that's why we that's why so many actors get into this you know to be able to be big and you know roll around on the floor and gnashing of teeth and wailing and sawing the air you know all the whole thing right um and it was really difficult it was very isolating too you know because of there isn't, there's no release. There's very, there's very little release for Val. There's very little human connection for Val. Even with Elena, she can't, you know, she says to Elena in the last episode, when you let your guard down, which I thought was very interesting because I was like, well, lady, when do you? <laughs> like, that was my question. I, I, in, in my head, I'm talking to Val. I'm like, oh, when do you, like, you know, so it, there's no, it was hard because there was no release and there were no releases with other people. There were no scenes that left you feeling, left me, Val, feeling emotionally satisfied or me, any, you know, me or Val, you know, because everything has to be kept so close to the vest and every, you know, she, again, she's an FBI, FBI agent, FBI agent, and the, the writers, the directors, the producers, everybody's like, no, no, no. We saw a glimmer of humanity. 
put it back in the box, put it back in the box, you know, and it, that was, that was hard. And it, it, it made me feel very isolated as a person and very, um, but I just, I tried to lean into it because Val's very isolated too, you know, and my family was here in LA and everything that makes me, me was, well, not everything, but a lot of the things that make me, me and feel normal to me were gone. So I had a beautiful apartment in New York and I would just sit there and thank God I had a beautiful view. Cause I would just sit there, you know, and take my little 30 minutes and watch the water taxi and be like, Oh, all those people have love in their life. It must be nice. Oh, you know, and I take my little tired self to bed and I was like, but I can use this because this is how Belle feels because she doesn't have any friends <laughs> except the old crazy ass Elena. <laughs> I mean, with that isolation within her as a character and she's going through so, you know, so many trials and tribulations as a character as well. It's really not a fun time to be Val, it seems like. No, and at the same time, you've managed to deliver your performance in a way where it doesn't feel claustrophobic to be in her world. Um, and so how have you navigated playing to, you know, the depth of everything she's going through and everything she's experiencing, but without it having that really kind of claustrophobic feeling where it never lets up for her? Well, thank you um, for saying that. I, and you know, I, I think there is at the end of the day, A, a joy that she has for being an FBI agent and a pride and a passion for her work. But I also think that when somebody needs Val, it's what pushes her. It, 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 it is what pushes her out. You know, it is what gives her, 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 I mean, gosh, this is such a cliche, but the wind beneath her wings, you know, it's, it's, it's her Red Bull, right? <laughs> is knowing that, um, not knowing what's coming next and knowing that like, oh my God, she put a bomb on a child, she, or, you know, a young kid who, you know, didn't deserve to be blown to bits, even though his mother was janky, jank, 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 you know, like she, I don't know what's coming next. Is she going to blow up a, you know, I don't know, a, a convent somewhere because one of the nuns is crazy. Like, I don't know, you know, I, honestly, this is what she's thinking. And for Val, it's like, save her, her community, her city, her people, her country, right? Like that's how she thinks. And she, you know, and people in law enforcement are very much trained that they're the, th they call it the thin blue line for a reason, you know, and FBI, she feels like she is what's standing between, you know, the people that she loves, which is all the people in her city and, you know, her country and anarchy. And so what gets her up in the morning and what makes her feel connected to all of these people is the fact that she feels like she has a skill set that can help and that can protect them. Mm -hmm. And so I think I just had to remind, I think Val, I remind myself that that's how Val is thinking. As hard as it is, it is, it is as crazy as it is, that's, that's, the, that's the deal she made, you know, oh, so many years ago which was you kind of put yourself second when you are um, in these positions, you know? And I don't think it's always this dramatic. I mean, let me, you know, let's calm down. You know, I'm sure there's an FBI agent out there who's like, girl, I actually go to soccer games, like calm down. But I think in this moment, this is, you know, it's like, this is what we've trained for. Get your game face on, you know? <laughs> and so I think that's what I'm trying to just remember, remind myself, just get your game face on now, get your game face on. It's, it's not the paperwork days in between it's not the paper yeah she's not there's no but could you imagine the paperwork she's gonna have to fill so out for this? like dear 
person at Fort Totten, we had a sleepover. Now, I don't know where she put her pajamas, but mine are, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I mean, she has, she has that very specific skill set. And as a character, she also has a very clear morality and conscience. And we see that, especially through the episode that we just had, where she is face to face with the killer of her mother. And she's kind of being played to see if she'll take revenge or not on him. Mm-hmm. And there's never kind of a flicker of, of the fact that she's going to go there. And that feels very true to her as a character. And, and going back to, to that space of, of not having all the details is something like knowing her morality, knowing her conscience so well as a character, something that really helps you in making certain choices for her in scenes. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. Cause it's the one, it's the one anchor I have to this, who this person is overall. Right. Because like we said earlier, I don't have friends. I don't have, fa- I have, I have nothing with which to bounce off to create the contours of this person. Right. Like if somebody were to drop into your life, we'd be like, Oh, she has plants. She has like, we could create the contours of your life. And then thereby we could go into like who you really are. But the only thing I have is that morality. The only thing, that's the only thing that I have that's her guiding, her North Star, her guiding principle. And then ultimately the guiding principle, I think of our universe and <clears throat> the in-game universe. And so, yeah, I mean, and I have to fight for that. Like often the, the you know, the, 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 I'll get these scripts and I'm like, I don't think she'd say that. Like we can't muddy the waters. Like this is the one place that we can't muddy the waters, you know? And so it's definitely a, it's definitely a fight in some ways, but also very true that this is the one hook, the one anchor I have. And I feel like I hold on to that. And again, because we're Val as the audience, it's like, isn't it nice to have somebody with such a strong moral core? You know, we have so many heroes that are anti-heroes. We have so many, like, there was such a spate of characters and they're very interesting, right? They're very interesting. It's interesting to see someone deal with like, oh, I kind of want to sell meth. Oh, now I got to kill people. Oh, now I'm a really horrible person, but I'm still dealing with all my stuff. Like, right? Like all of that is really, really interesting. We love the anti-heroes, but it's also very nice too, to see somebody who was like, I know, I don't know what's going on, but I know who I am. And at the end of the day, don't we all kind of want to be that type of person that's like, I know who I am. And in any given situation, I can always go back to this core of who I am. As hard as it is, as scary as it is, I can go back to who I am. And that gives me comfort knowing that my circumstances may change, but my core will not. And I think that that's like a really, especially in these times, right, to, 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 to see someone like that is 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 very, and I think it's also a female thing, right? Like it's, because a lot of these anti-heroes are men, right? Like they're, you know, they, they, they can just be like, oh, I'm just gonna throw all of my morality away. And I feel like it's something, maybe there is something in that female space or that, that, that part of us, the, di- the divine feminine, whatever we want to call it, that does have a, like, we as women <clears throat> have to, because maybe we are, our bodies change all the time from, from one week to the next. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know what it is, but I do think maybe there is something in Val being a woman um, that informs that idea of having a core of self, you know, because I do think that sometimes as 
and as young girls, I mean, I'm sure you remember those times when you're like in middle school or like preteen and you're like, oh, I'm going to pretend to, if, if Sally likes, I'm, oh yeah, totally. Like, uh, I hate jelly beans and you know, you love jelly beans, you know, you're like, ah, who, uh, who would ever, right? Oh my God. Like we've all done that. I think there's, there's not a woman in the world that has not tried at least one time to be that other, I remember what, really quickly. So at auditions in LA, sometimes they can be really intimidating, right? And I'm always the girl who like comes in, my bag falls over, like my lipstick is like, I'm like, uh, I am a hot mess. And I'm telling you, I have an audition with all of them. Like you name, the only person I have not seen in an audition is Beyonce. Everybody else I've seen it in an audition, right? And I, they're all, they, they walk in like swans, right? And I'm like tumbling through the door like pig pen, right? And so one day there was this beautiful, and I, I would say her name, but I, I don't want to put her on the spot. And beautiful girl, boy, she used to be a dancer. I was like, I'm going to be that girl. I'm not even going to pay attention to her. I'm going to be that girl. I'm going to try. I tried with all my might to be the swan, right? Because that's, right, you see these women. And I was like, maybe I'll have a better life if I try to be like them. And I would look at her and was tossing my, I mean, I was like going extra. And I look out the corner of my eye and she's looking at me like this. Like, should I call the police? Like, is she having a mental... Like, is she okay? And I could just see myself through her eyes and I probably look like that. Like, I probably look like I was having a spasm. And I was like, ne- in that moment, I was like, never again. Like, if I gotta be the pig pen rolling through the door that smiles at people and says hello, and then so be it. Like, I, so be it. Like, I'm just gonna be the pig pen that's the pig pen amongst the swans. And, and it's okay because the look on this girl's face, like, that she's, you know what I mean? I was like, I'm, I'm a human being that wants to connect with other human beings. And this is now a, a missed opportunity for me. And now this girl is going to be like, yeah, Ryan, is she, you, you know her? Yeah. Is she okay? Like, should you call someone <laughs> to this day? She probably thinks that I'm out of my mind. <laughs> Actually, she doesn't. We, we have, we, we haven't spoken about that moment. Maybe one day we will. So I say all that to say that, like, I do think that as women, we all have that moment where we're like, I tried to be someone else and I tried to try on someone else's morality and it didn't work for me. So I gotta be, I gotta be me. So an incredibly long-winded answer. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, but I love it. And and I think, you know, whatever you're doing in those rooms where it's all about the connection with people is obviously working because I know that, you know, this was a role that you had to audition for as well. And it's been so delicious watching everything that you've done with your character. And I'm so impressed at, at what you've done with so little information. And thank you so much for talking about all of this. Really appreciate it, Ryan. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Next time I'll be, I'll keep my answers a little bit more concise. <laughs>